to the Future Focus podcast. Just a couple words of announcement. November 9th, the Untamed Disciples Volume 1 mixtape will be released. Go ahead and get that by following me, Crown One, at Apple Music, Title, or Spotify, or where you like to get music. It's simply free to do that if you have a premium account. There's no ads or anything like that. Go ahead and support us. If you have supported us on the podcast, we'd appreciate your support there, too. And if you're a faithful listener to the Future Focus podcast and you want your voice heard or you have something that you wanted to ask us in regards to something we talked about or possibly you just had wanted to share an encouragement or something that you read and had questions about, we want to add that segment into our podcast. So email us at Cape Music Records LLC at gmail.com. Again, it's Cape Music Records LLC at gmail.com. And if you want to support us financially, we thank you for that. You can support us at Cash App, KP Music Records. Without further ado, here's the episode. Future Focus. You are now listening to Future Focus. brothers in the building we got my brother joe johnson he's our featured uh guest today uh very good brother of ours um aka untitled um he hails from philly and he is a emphatic speaker and emphatic gospel rapper um i love him as a brother he's somebody that i've been running with i don't know what is it five years now or so yeah yeah about five years <laughs> about five years um, <laughs> yeah. so uh, we just happy to have him on the show with us uh, here um, to talk about canon versus culture. And um, first of all, you know, we want to talk about, you know, how did you get into gospel rap? Uh, I got into gospel rap young at a young age. Uh, I remember when I was like eight, I used to write like all day. And I would write just to the tune in my head. I had no instrumentals. Nothing like that. I would just write verses and hooks. And I told myself, when I get older, I'm going to turn these into songs. Mm-hmm. And I ended up losing that uh, that rhyme book that I had. Okay. I was pretty upset about that. I lost that rhyme book. But, you know, as I got older, I just fell in love with the art, man. I, I grew up listening to Cross Movement. Um, the Truth was like uh, a huge inspiration because of my younger days i was able to relate to his message uh, especially my story on moment of truth that was like my testimony for sure um so just growing up man I, I i wanted to do that i wanted to be somebody that can you know impact my generation with music and uh i had a you know bumps and bumps and bruises in the road you know trying to find myself find my faith getting older and um you know, trying to find God for myself and not just it being my parents' gospel, but having that gospel to be my gospel. Amen. Uh, so after, after graduating full cell, man, and moving to Philly, I just went full-fledged in it. My pastor, he unlocked me, he mentored me, and after that, the rest was history. That's what's up, that's what's up, that's what's up. Um, did you have any musical background uh, growing up, you know, other than gospel rap? Uh... Uh, the only musical background was just running audio at my church. Uh, I didn't play any instruments, um, nothing like that. I was just in love with mixing. 
that's about it. I was yeah, in yeah, love yeah. with mixing. Yeah. In love with the boards. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what what do you do now, uh, ministry wise? Um, in in addition to your gospel rap. So in, in addition to that, I was uh I was recently ordained an evangelist at my church. Hey, congratulations! Uh, yeah. Thank God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, me and my wife, and then a couple of uh, my brothers and sisters in the in the Lord that I go to church with, uh, we were uh, ordained as evangelists. So right now, this is kind of like a training phase for us. Uh, you know, just you know, learning um, how to study God's word more, uh, how to actually put together a sermon. Uh, right now, my pastor has us going through a basic ministry class. You know, teaching us ministry. You know, in depth, not just on the surface level, but in depth, so that when he launches us out there, we are properly equipped to not only minister but you know lead people to the Lord. Uh, you know, hold deliverance services if the Lord leads us that way. So right now we're just being groomed. Uh, the body knows that we are evangelists, uh, but we're just being groomed uh, for that. You know, when, when we're ready, he's going to launch us out there. So that's that's, that's where I'm at right now. That's what's up, man. That's, yeah. that's good to hear. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, everything you want to say to that? Uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to not only have in the skill of rap, but to have ministry behind it. You want to have some substance behind what you say. <laughs> so that, that leads us into where we're going. Uh, you know, the life has to tell the story behind the rap, behind the music, behind the social media uh, branding that we, you know, we now use uh, in this century. So, you know, that's just a beautiful thing that, you know, you're getting groomed on the other side. Um, so when you, when you, reach certain platforms, you'll have foundation to stand on. And that's so important. Right, that's right. So, important. so it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm glad that to hear all of those things happening in your life. So when you, you know, we know we, the scripture tells us, you know, Paul writes when in his weakness, you know, he is strong. And so when you kind of go through ministry, the cruelty of ministry, um, you recognize the stripping down of uh of your life uh, and that you find you find strength to get back up again so that foundation is going to help you you know when people don't necessarily get your song mm-hmm. or they don't necessarily like the message that you're preaching all these That's things uh a key you know a key uh that's important right mm-hmm. definitely Hello? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah, integral um, to have, you know, that foundation. And I'm glad to see that um, you definitely know the importance of that, to have that foundation as a uh, man of God, but also as a minister, man. Like, right. I'm sure you've seen there's countless people that's just like out here leaping into ministry without having a proper foundation and then not knowing how to discern or how to handle uh, mm-hmm. cultural situations or how to handle, um, you know, different challenges that we face just as human right. beings, moreover, as Christian believers, and then to right. take a position of leadership and then not preach the word. That's, uh, that's a very shaky <clears throat> ground to be on. <laughs> Dangerous. And I think that's why, that's, I think that's why we see a lot, a lot of, uh, people that come into the faith and then they jump right in and leave. You know what I'm saying? Because um, 
you know, they're, they're thrusted immediately into a place of leadership or even just a place of ministry without proper covering, without training. And then they get out there and they're not covered. And then the enemy starts attacking them. And now it's like, Hey, I, I was good on the other side. So I'm a, I'm a leave. So, um, you know, from the ground up, I was always groomed into having that proper cover. And that's why when I started doing music, you know, I went to my pastor and I told him, I was like, this is what I want to do. You know, can you cover me? Cause mm -hmm. obviously this is a different territory as my music gets out there. The enemy obviously doesn't like that because now people are hearing it and they're mm -hmm. probably being impacted. So now my house is open. So, right. you know what I'm saying? So this covering, man, that's, like one of the biggest things for me. You definitely tapping covered. into yeah, a, you a definitely, um, and what something you said there. You was talking about opening up, and uh, mm -hmm. Reggie, you might want to uh, tap in on this subject, man, because um, that's a whole position of warfare. Exactly. You know, um, understanding how to properly attack, you know, and properly guard your home and guard and cover your family. Um, yeah. Reggie, I'm sure you got something to say to that. Oh yeah, just knowing, <laughs> knowing when to be the lion, knowing when to be the lamb. Uh, you have to know, you have to have foundation and wisdom covering you to teach you those seasons and times in your life. And it's important to understand that, you know, and when, knowing when to to understand that it's time for me to attack and it's known when to be humble. Uh, wisdom helps you, uh, and life will help you and teach you. Um, I was thinking today, uh, that, you know, the, the unfairness of, of a burden of a ministry. Um, you know, we have certain colleagues and offices that we're called to, and it's not necessarily the government's calling. It's the, can you handle the unfairness of the price of the calling? Mm. Wow. Because it's going to be unreasonable, unfair things that you have to endure uh, to carry the burden of Jesus Christ. So mm -hmm. if you can do the uh, of the office. It's not how powerful you are. It's not how skillful you are. It's not all the talents and abilities that you have. Can well, we, we're losing can you, brother. Can you say that again? I say, can you bear the weight of the burden? Mm -hmm. and, and so that's, that's really the, the, the foundation and you got it in the knees and you and Jason is you know he's saying I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah we can hear you. He has some very fine he has covering that's leading you have to have some type of fathership leading you in this. You're getting training all all those things, you know, you may, you already know it, but the fact that a covering is covering you as you gain understanding of what it's to take. And so, you know, right. that's just, it's honoring that. It's honoring sonship. You mm -hmm. know, the devil knows, he, the devil will sense the honor. And so, therefore, he has to be strategic because he sees the honor on your life. Mm -hmm. He just can't right. attack you because of, he see the honor, you know, and, and God honors that honor. And the Bible tells us it's a double honor. So therefore, he has to be tactical in what he does because, you know, if he comes to you a certain type of way, he's going to fall and fail. And a lot of times, I think a lot of people that are 
uh, hoisted up, as you said, quickly, uh, don't have the weight, don't have the honor uh, to, to stay where they are, the plateau where they are, management, you know. So without a strong fathering figure coming you, you know, to keep you a base, then you'll you'll lose ground or you'll you don't want to fight because you don't understand what spiritual warfare is. So that was a lot, that's a loaded, you know, question <laughs> understanding clarity. It's a whole lot I can go into. You know, I don't want to do that. But you know, with the same that's just huge. Yeah, well huge that's to understand. That's definitely the pastor in you, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um that you know and and what you said there, you know, um knowing how to cover and knowing how to you know react and and just function um, right is is what we need to know as believers and with future focus our topic today with our guest untitled <laughs> aka uh, right. joe johnson uh hailing from the philly area um our scripture today comes from second corinthians 3 6 where it says who also hath made us able ministers of the new testament not of the letter but of the spirit for the letter mm -hmm. killeth, but the spirit giveth life. And uh, many times um, we talk about having balance. Uh, we talk about having balance between knowing what, understanding the times and knowing what to do. Uh, and so I think it's equally important as believers, I think you brothers would agree, that we have to understand the times um, and, and know what to do in the sense that we need to know the the only way we can know what to do is if we know the law, as Second uh, Corinthians says. While it kills, um, it kills off the things that are not expedient to our spiritual growth, to our relationship with Christ. And while the Spirit gives us life and under helps us to understand, okay, this is what I should add to life. This is what we, you know, culture we can take from, you know, taking the meat and spitting out the bones. Amen. And so... Um, Recently, I think the biggest news that everybody and their mama and their auntie and <laughs> uncle is talking about is uh, Jesus is King, uh, the Kanye rest record uh, that dropped. Um, I want to say, what was it, Saturday, Friday this past weekend? Yeah, like Friday uh -huh. afternoon. Yeah. yeah, Friday afternoon. So, um, my take on it, I have not heard the album yet. Um, I'm probably mm. not going to listen to it for a minute. Um, mm. So, I can't critique it from that aspect. However, uh, don't blink and I had conversations about it and, <laughs> um, from what I've seen from him on interviews and you know this might not be a favorable position but from what he's addressed in his own home talking to his wife Kim Kardashian I feel he's had um, glimpses of true conversion and even more conviction than many gospel rappers as it is today and mm -hmm. so um while I, I personally also believe that it takes time for fruit to be um, nourished and fruit to grow, um, I would, you know, <clears throat> I'm cautious to champion him to be a leader and to take a position of leadership for, as you said, Untitled, um, it's quick, it's easier to fall when you don't understand oh, uh. the, <laughs> the, the, the ways of the Lord and how to function um, as a minister of the Lord. And so, you know, that's that's kind of where I'm like, I don't know if he should be catapulted into this position of leadership because we've seen in times mm -hmm. past with um, Snoop Dogg, for instance, where you know, <laughs> you're you're catapulted into this uh, leadership role, and then you're, you know, um, 
you're co-signed based upon your charisma of culture, but you're not co-signed or held accountable based upon your canon or how well you know the word or your lack of discipleship. So I think there's a there's a culture now where if you can add something culturally to the Christian faith, then you are um, exceeded. You know, you are propelled to the forefront, whereas, you know, there's a lack of discipleship after the conversion. Right. <clears throat> yeah, no, for sure. That's the that's what I've been talking to my wife about. <clears throat> I listened to the album. The album, in my opinion, is a phenomenal body of work from uh, Kanye. No doubt. Some of the mixes, some, huh? No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, some of the mixes are tr- are trash, uh, but if you just pay attention to the content, you know it's it's a, it's awesome. And I was having a conversation with somebody, a Christian rapper up here locally. He was like, uh, I didn't like it because I didn't get anything spiritual from it. Mm. And I, I was like, well, I was like, well, what, what, what were you expecting from a new believer? Um, I think it's unfair to expect, you know, like a weighty spiritual content from Kanye mm-hmm. uh, because his conversion. Um, of course, to some, it seems quick, but we don't know what's been going on behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? But I do believe that if he stays on this path, I do I do believe that he's genuine about it. The thing that I'm praying for is, like you said, proper discipleship. You know what I'm saying? If if somebody doesn't take him under his wing, then like you said, I think that he would, the world would place him in a position of leadership. Probably not something that he wants, but if the world keeps demanding it and expecting it, then he'll probably take that place and without proper discipleship, that will give opportunity for the enemy to make him look like a fool. And now the church as a whole is back in question, like, oh, here's the, you know what I'm saying, the fakeness of the church again, yada, yada, yada. Um, I appreciate the album, uh, but like you said, the fruit will come if he stays on his path right. and the discipleship is, you know, solid. That's what I'm praying for, just that Kanye finds a good pastor that he can trust uh, and surround himself with other believers, not believers that are on the fence, but like solid men uh, to help him. <laughs> not just, you know, not just yeah, in, yeah. in his career, but also in his family. Because now, you know, you got a whole wife that was living one way. You know what I'm saying? Like the tweet he put out where he mm-hmm. told her she was dressing too sexy. You know what I'm saying? Talk about um, it. I just hope that that doesn't open the door for, you know, I can't convert now divorce enters in so there's a lot there's a lot as a whole not just kanye as a person but kanye as a married man kanye as a father that uh that we're responsible as believers to pray for and if we don't you know we can sit back and watch his marriage fall apart because of his choice you know what i'm saying so right right and uh, i want to speak to that i want to speak to that real quick um you know, as far as his marriage and, you know, that was on my heart too, brother, as far as like him possibly being divorced because they're on different paths. And she even said that she was, I don't know if you saw the video clip. I think there was cameras and he was like, you know, the way you dress reflects upon me and all this type of stuff. And he stormed out of the room. Um, And she said specifically, your walk is your walk. My walk is mine. And Mm. while she may feel that way, um, she very well may feel that way and never change for a while but 
I want to encourage him if he ever does see this that yeah. it is not unlike we suffer no temptation as unlike to any man as as the Bible says. And the perfect example of this is uh, um, Hosea who married a harlot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like wow, yeah. like okay. Yeah. So not to call, not to call uh, into right, right. Kim Kardashian a, har a harlot or anything like that, yeah. but. Yeah. You know, to any man that is married to a woman that's not faithful or not dressing um, reserved or, you know, tastefully and different things like that or just doing obscene things or possibly being a harlot, um, you know, and he's a believer. You know, that's just an encouragement of what God's uh, love is for us, you know, as a church, you know, despite us being harlots, you know, putting ourselves up to false items or false, false idols or false doctrine and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Don't blink. You look like you have something on your mind, brother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Regarding the topic of, uh, yes, sir. Oh, uh, man. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pulling so many different ways behind this. Um, I, I agree with you both. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on fruit. Um, I just, ah, man, how do I say this? It's just that where he comes from, you know, is the question of where his environment does not let go easy. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. if I were to put it like, like that, it does not let go easy. Um, you know, I can only compare this to also Paul, a son of uh, when I was diving the commentary, uh, one set of Jesus talking about a uh, half that's not the fault, you know, you bearing my name. So I can understand these scenarios that's happening, but like I said, we, we're in a different time, and from where he came from, I was sharing with um, evangelist Stephen Stapleton is the fact that we. His, it was a lot to get him where he was, right? You know, and so it's a lot to get them on those platforms. Uh, it is an agenda that is that is that is layered in their message, and so you know, there's a lot of investment. And if they feel you are a, an investment, you know, just period, then they'll and you're you're turning away from that type of investment. And there's answers at, <laughs> at the end. So I'm praying. I'm praying for him. I'm praying uh, uh, the fruit will be there. I believe the fruit will be there. Say so got like two of it. And I was saying that he will be you know, a great Christian because of his past and what he, what he experienced. That some Christians have not seen. Uh, the highest levels of witchcraft, mm -hmm. which I'm sure he experienced. So anyone, anyone that has a Luciferian thought, anyone that has come out of those dark journeys, you know, they understand the importance of purity. And so, you know, will this be? Will this be the rebirthing of Kanye West? The minutes have passed here. Don't know, um, you know. I know that in most cases, 
case study in the past and my study of that whole uh, lifestyle is that the ones that come out, they didn't love pretty person and their West was a Christian. So we'll have to see. Um, that will be expressed, you know, um, and so, so that's what I'm praying for. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and and at the end of the day, you know, Christ uh, gets the glory. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's one thing I said too. It was like, if it be this another verse as well. You know, if it be, uh, you know, the if the intent is to man, you know, then he's already received his reward. You know, especially mm -hmm. like that's that's what the uh, I believe proverb says. You know, if you do things uh, for man, you know, for your own glory, then don't look anything to God because you've already received your reward. But if you do things for the glory of God, then you shall receive your glory for what you do in secret. He shall reward you openly. Um, right. And even with, you know, I'm praying for Kanye's soul and for souls similar to his, because even with Snoop Dogg, like, I think why do you, why do you bring up Snoop Dogg? Because it's it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a similar. He is not the same. He is not the same category. I'm sorry. No, 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 not at all. But what I'm saying, we we we've seen this we've seen this play out before, where a celebrity says they're a believer, people flock to whatever product that they push, and then you know, they're not a believer anymore. They're not living a uh, Christian lifestyle, right? right. So what, I, I'm what? sorry. I'm sorry. Snoop, it's almost like, <laughs> it's almost like a better challenge, man. I bet you can't make no gospel album. I bet you people ain't gonna buy it. I bet you can't get no gospel artists on your album. I mean, I'm sorry, baby. Maybe, maybe. But that's the word. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and so, the, the canon versus culture thing, I wouldn't be um, quick to you know, and, and maybe it's just me, but I wouldn't be quick to collaborate with Kanye or Snoop Dogg because I want to make – unless – well, first of all, I'd have a conversation with him first. So I don't know right, Kanye right. personally. personally um, so I can't mm -hmm. say that I wouldn't collaborate with them without having a personal relationship with them first. Um, right. But as far as from what I know, um, I wouldn't collaborate with Snoop Dogg because there's no change. There's no conversion to what's being said and then there's just a lot of uh theatrics that don't line up with what you're professing over out of your mouth um right the, the spirit's not lining up yeah. with what you're preaching on a particular record and then you're still not turning away from your own idols um mm -hmm. and so what i mean by christ still gets the glory is even if someone is crazy because you know the, the matthews tells us uh, for many shall say in my name that have we not cast out de devils in your name? Have we not healed the sick, raised the dead, done this, done that? And I think the same goes for gospel rap. And so there's many people that are famous and many people that are not famous um, that do gospel rap, that do gospel singing, that do podcasts, um, that do any type of art form in the name of Christ um, for their own glory or for whatever have you. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're more sanctified because they do it in his name. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, God still gets the glory. So <laughs> whether that person's intent is for themselves to sell a product, which is the turn 
which, you know, there's a sub-subject of, like, CHH, where CHH has removed Christ from their subject matter uh, or removed the title Christian rapper from their artistry um, to, you know, build themselves up and be more marketable. Um, and relatable. <laughs> and relatable. You know, then you have someone like Kanye who's like, no, I'm a Christian everything and, and this, that, and a third. At the right, end of the right. day, in both of those aspects, Christ still gets the glory. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whether they are used, whether, you know, myself or someone that says, well, I'm doing it for the Lord, but I won't be, you know, considered a Christian rapper. Well, then at the end of the day, um, if you end up leading someone to Christ, whether it's through his will or your own foolishness, Christ still mm-hmm. gets the glory. That's still right. a soul for the kingdom. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like to advise on the caution of like how to go about things, but I'm not going to beat somebody up and be like, listen, man, like we have free will. It's not, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's the right thing. I don't think it's good for you to do. And I don't think it's expedient for a person to do this or do that, but I can't beat you up because you want to choose to do it. It's like, my job is to give you the fruit and give you the, and plant the seed. And if you take it, you take it. If you don't, you don't, I'm sorry. You know, I feel, mm-hmm. I feel for you and I'm gonna keep, you know, there's people that avoid me to this day because I keep giving them that good news, that good fruit. And they're just like, man, like, I don't, I, I don't want to deal with it today. Steve was like, well, you know what you're going to get with me. You're going to get some canon and you're going to get some mm-hmm. culture. I'm going to give you the word and I'm going to give you some culture, but you're not going to get one without the other. And I think right. that's where a lot of Christians and a lot of Christian creatives fall short. We forget yeah. that it's not enough to just have the culture and be relatable, but we need the word of God to rightly divide the word of truth. Right, right. That's good. That's good. Really good. That's real good. Wow. That topic is uh, so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Christian rapper versus rapper who's Christian. <sighs> Just, I've come to I've come to the point where it is what it is with some people, you know. One thing my pastor told me, he was like, um, he was like, you don't have to try hard to get people to notice you. He was like, um, the spirit is what makes you, the Holy Spirit is what makes you relatable. And I was like, wow. Mm. And my wife, my wife told me the same thing. She was like, just be genuine to who you are. You know what I'm saying? And your your music will connect with the person that God wants it to connect to. So. I stopped trying to get people to, you know, listen to me. Because I think that's where a lot of my frustration came from when I first yeah. started doing Like, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm not getting the traction that I, I, I think I should have. Uh, but God had to deal with me because there was a lot of selfish pride, you know what I'm saying, with trying to get put on and, and be known. Um, so like I said, man, it's a spirit that, that makes us relatable. You know what I'm saying? If you're spending that, that time with God, like my wife had to get on me about just consecrating myself before I put out music, right. you know, just spending, you know, trying to figure out what he want me to say and not just getting a booth and start writing out of my own flesh, you know, cause in Ecclesiastes, it says, um, you know, everything that's of God will last forever and the things that are of man will fall. And, uh, that, that, that hit me hard. So I'm like, do I want this music to last forever because God put it in me? Or fall because it was just you know vain lyrics that I wrote. So mm. we can talk good. all day about that topic, man. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, man. That is so yeah. good. That is so good. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, 
Mm, that's so that's so good. The question is, is when people come out of the world, they still may have some certain desires. You know, discipleship and teaching will hammer some of those fleshy desires out when they realize that what carnality is and, mm. and, and that they're, you know, it's a war within their own, you know, being. Um, you have to have on this side a standard, you know, even the music, you know, saying so you want to be the standard, you know, right. because if they go to a certain artist and the conviction isn't there, then you know, they're gonna be like, well, where's the power in this? You know, and, and you know, for wow. So for the first stages of discipleship, the Christian is still looking for the same high they got when they entered into salvation. Wow. So <laughs> so, <laughs> so so it's something that they're looking for. So now, in this time, the church service is the environment or the ingredient to give this person this zealousness that they, you know, that they're, they're on fire. They're 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 you know, seeing other people on fire. Then they'll see the mature saint, <laughs> you know, and they're like, well, why? If you why you are excited as I am. Uh, and, and so when you see that balance that, that, that comes into place that, you know, that first mm-hmm. trial didn't hit. And so therefore now you have a measure of rule within the scripture that, that um, brings you through the trial. So now mm-hmm. you're learning relevancy of the scripture. You're learning all these things as you walk in Christ. So now that, that seed, you know, now you are, cultivated you 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 know you're bearing the seed uh some seeds you lose uh we see that in matthew then we get other seeds and so we learn how to manage that seed and so the maturity comes so mm. is that christian now the developing is going to listen to the joe johnson or the stephen stapleton album to hold them to that place because i believe that different ministries yeah, um, the mature know their their demographic of Christian that they're aiming for. So, like you said, do you want this to be the standard, uh, uh, or, or are you gonna say, "Hey, I'm just doing this to to get the the water down, not so uh, <laughs> saved Christian yet." And so you have to make a decision according to your personal convictions, which level of ministry you want to minister on. And, and and who because you you know you want them to be changed, renewed, converted, and so right. you have to decide you know which which part what's going to dominate the culture or the canon of your ministry, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so you have to decide that. And once you make that decision, then you stand on it. But like you said, the Holy Spirit is the edge. The Holy Spirit is is the ones that that will gather you know, someone to your voice. Um, right. So. You have to trust that and realize that's what it is. Um, you you want <laughs> you want a Holy Ghost film producers, <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, and those things that that that's they were the conviction falls on them too, because if you look at uh, you know two behind hip hop, the first the very first one you Craig Rules mentioned, he mentions you know spirits enter in the producer, the artist. 
So it's the same principle. So mm-hmm. you want the spirit of God to follow your music. Right. I know I'm getting deep. But no, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I, think, I, I think that's the part that's, uh, that, that, that's probably missing. Uh, not even just Christian hip hop, but like just the Christian music as a whole. I was talking I was talking to my wife, you know what I'm saying, not to call out any artists, but like just the genre, not just Christian hip hop, but you know, Christian and gospel. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. When I cut on I cut on the radio, I told my wife, like, this is a this is the reason why I don't like this particular artist <laughs> or just this music is because it sounds the same. It sounds yeah. the same. It it, yeah. it goes back to my homie that say he didn't get anything spiritual from the Kanye record. I'm not getting anything from this this particular worship artist. Number one, mm. I think I think Christian and gospel is probably the maybe just CCM Christian and gospel is the only genre of music that can take someone else's song and remake it a million times. So now wow. I've heard the song like a million times. I don't, I, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I, I, right. I, believe that there is a lack of there's a lack of consecration you know what i'm saying because now everything is commercial we got these big labels that run everything you know what i'm saying thank god uh thank god for the rca uh, i told my wife i was like rca inspiration i was like these are all run by major labels you know what i'm saying so the, right. the, content, the content is so commercial to the point where it just it doesn't even sound any difference. I have a huge gripe with just yeah, CCM yeah. as a whole, Christian and gospel. Just man, there's, there's a lack of something because it's it's oh my god, man! It's you know what I'm saying. Right. It aggravates well, me. It's, you know what I'm saying. It's definitely a lack of um the discern the 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 feeling of. I, I mean, I, I think I said this before. Don't blink like. 90s pre 2000s gospel and Christian music, you can feel the shift Bro. in the atmosphere of music being played. Like the Bro. music would you you press <laughs> Joe saying, "Bro, you would press Bro. play, and it would shift your entire. You could be mad as ever. You could be someone just cut you off. You play on some uh, Michael W. Smith or." Bro. Some right. early commission from like the late early 80s. Commission. Oh, Daryl Coley, Yolanda Adams, Kim Burrell. These are names right. that are far, far, few and far between. And, you know, even some Fred Hammond type stuff. Uh, Marvin right. Sapp, John P. Key, Colorblind yeah. Album. Like right. 1993. Like those records, you felt the presence of God. You felt the Holy Ghost because it inhabited the praises of the people. It not only inhabited right. the praise, but it also inhabited the heart and every room mm-hmm. of that soul. And so, yeah, and then, so you had the spirit of God on a record, but then you also had the, the, the cerebral intellect of the canon. You had the cerebral intellect of the word. So you had this marriage of the two mm-hmm. where the two became one flesh and then it was put through music. And that's why I believe it was so piercing in culture shifting. And so we yeah. have, an issue where there's conversion based upon charisma and there's no doctrine taught from the world doctrine that we have today is usually taught from culture it's like well it's 2019 and you know you can still wear you can still show your stomach in church 
It's like, or, <laughs> it's, it's, 2000, it's 2019. You can still do this and still do that. I was like, I, I, we, understand, we understand the times and we grow with the times, but right. don't be certain things you don't want to cause a stumbling block to your brother. And that kind of brings me to like yeah. our clip yeah. of the day with um, this pastor. Yeah. This is this video floating around. <laughs> Uh, on Facebook, on social media, that uh, is that a funeral of all places. Um, and right, at this funeral, this pastor is sitting up, um, and he's basically doing the benediction. You know, the end of the the last call, if you will. Um, that's not a real good term to use, last call, but <laughs> um, <laughs> closing message. Um, I got you. And so, <laughs> and so you know, I, I'll, I'll just play the video for our, uh, for our folks here. Um, this is is really bad. It's just really bad. It's a real bad example of what Christians should do. But I want to say to this family, y'all, y'all got some sexy women in y'all family. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Y'all got some sexy women. If I was just a little bit younger, brother, I'd call what? me a bold. There ain't none of y'all ugly in here. All y'all got some beautiful bodies on y'all. What? What? What is happening? What is happening right now? What is happening? I might be old, but I ain't lying. <laughs> what? A whole lot of young fellas sitting inside y'all looking too. What? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. You know, you fellas are saying, I live in BC, you fellas are saying, what's wrong with y'all? You see all? Whoa. What? So, in this, in this video, this brother, um, he is basically standing up there and he's, and he's like, you know, he's talking about the woman who's in the casket and he's like, you know, y'all have a, a beautiful family, um, except he doesn't use the word beautiful. This is a pastor, mind you, and he says, um, y'all got some sexy women in y'all family. I think this, and he says this in front of the entire congregation at a funeral, no less. And then a young woman, I don't know if she got up because she had to turn around um, and attend to something, or if she got up because she was fed up with what he was saying. <laughs> Um, but she got up real quick and you can see her backside and see her body like as she walks, you know, to the back of the church uh -huh. or the, the venue. And this pastor is standing in front of her and, and sees her and looks at her and says, Whoa, in the middle of him speaking, he's like, Whoa. And then everybody starts laughing and he gets a laugh. I don't know if he genuinely I, I feel I mean it sounds genuine like he was genuinely just like trying to be um funny trying to be cultural. Um, and later in the video, he says, well, you know, we become too rigid when we come to these things and too, we need to relax and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, my take on this video is yes, you can be relaxed as it were. Um, you can be more cultural to a degree, but I don't think a pastor in public, if it's not his wife, um, should be referring to any woman as sexy 
uh, or as uh, sensual in any manner um, because mm -hmm. that's a misrepresentation of who God is and you are supposed to be you're supposed to be that for the people. Um, secondly, uh, Jesus Christ himself says, uh, any man, you know, for, you know, he said, for Moses told you, you know, uh, don't have sex and different things like that. Don't fornicate. But for what I tell you, any man that looks upon a woman and desires her in his heart, he is already committed adultery. He has already sinned. So you got this pastor here who's leading this congregation <laughs> at a funeral looking at all the women tells everybody hey i see y'all y'all and y'all look sexy then sees a young woman who's younger than him who's mm -hmm. related to the family says whoa you know just like what 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 message are we sending because you know culturally according to the world standards you can look as long as you don't touch but jesus says the word mm -hmm. says don't look at all you right. shouldn't even look. And then he also in further scripture says, if your if your sin, uh, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. For it's better you to enter into life maimed than to have your whole body cast into hell. Right. So I, I want to hear y'all take on on that video. <laughs> you want to go first? Or? <laughs> go ahead, man. Go ahead, D. Go ahead, D. <laughs> Go ahead, D. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I was I, I was looking at the video, and when the camera panned, I was like, is that a casket? Oh, man. Out of all places, just so much in, inappropriateness, you know. I hope he's not married because um, if I had a... If I had to say something like that, that's a whole fight all the way home, me and my wife. Man, <clears throat> but I just, got, I, I just got too much respect for my wife to, to even say anything like that. Um, but you know, like you were saying, I, I I don't know what's going on in the church because this is the first instance, you know, where stuff like that is happening in the church. Now I don't know if it was a church or it could have been like a holiday rented or something like that. Right. Um, but as a pastor, you operate at a higher esteem, a higher level, and and you're pretty much the standard. When when people see you. Like there, you're the first person that they come in contact that they can relate to Jesus as well as the church. So I'm pretty sure that family, those females felt uncomfortable right. uh, uh, in the midst of because not because now you're embarrassing us because now everybody else is laughing and who's to say that they were or weren't. So now you've embarrassed the family. That's one right in a grievous and, and, time <laughs> at a grievous time, and then then. He he turns to the casket and he says, "This young lady right here." Then she said, "Then he says she was pretty." Then he turns back around to the young lady that was in the back and was like, "I'll wait for you to come sit down." What are we doing here, man? <laughs> what what are we doing? So now, now you you're not to say that he is, but you can almost discern that now you're just voicing your lust because he says, "If I was younger, right. what?" <laughs> what if I was younger? So there's a lot of uh, this. This this brother has some some women issues, uh, mm -hmm. and my pastor used to say all the time: any man that could control his wallet and his zipper will rule the world. I heard another brother say females females is what's knocking brothers out the ring for the count. 
Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and <laughs> it's for real because those are the things that we see often in the church with uh, uh, brothers that are in position of leadership, pastors or whatever. Something's always coming about about some uh, sexual infidelity or something like that. Uh, so now this dude is paint is painting a picture of it's okay to talk this way and be a brother in Christ, but clearly it's not. So, like I said in the beginning, you've embarrassed the family now. Now their perception of the church is probably tainted, yep. especially black pastors. We already get a bad rap. Now their perception is even tainted. This video has gone viral now, so now the whole world <laughs> has an even tainted perception of the black church and, and black male figures. Now people are going to voice their opinions like, oh, black pastors are womanizers. They are lustful. We already seen us with the one dude, the Pastor Wilson dude. Um, oh, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see the video, but I asked her, like, what are we talking about? So there's it, a lot. I was telling my wife, I was like, this is a scary time because Scripture says that God is going to deal with the church first. Judgment is going to sweep through the church first. And if we don't get our act together, Lord have mercy. And the things that we thought was okay, Oh my right. God. <laughs> oh my God. We're telling everybody it's cool. Oh my God. It's scary, man. It's, we've lost uh, so much reverence for not even God, but just his presence, man. Like his, his church, like there, there's a lack of reverence in 2019 for just God's presence, man. Just, just being in his presence. That, when we were kids, you know what I'm saying? There were certain things we wouldn't even do outside the church. Like, cats wouldn't even wear their hats and walk on the church sidewalk. They would take their hat off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Put out a cigarette before they walked in front of a church or something like that. Now, anything goes. And it's scary. It's scary. Hit the nail on the head there, brother. <laughs> it's scary, oh, man. So, what are you saying? What are, you, what are we seeing now? But I want to what we're seeing is the decay of the standard mm-hmm. uh, of Christ in the church. Uh, unfortunately, we're, we're, we're buying into different cultures that's infiltrated the church. And now, sadly to say, it's because we want to be relevant, we make the culture the standard and not mm-hmm. Christ the standard. And so mm-hmm. the, so the canon... <laughs> I'm laughing because I don't, I know that, that's, a, that's a term that people don't even understand what that is. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, the, the canon word that God, the word right. I, I, I just say I, I know. I'm just saying. I'm breaking it down for the folks. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just saying yeah. that we have the decay of of the integrity of the word and the word of God is holy by itself. It's anointed by itself. And so therefore in the name of relevance, in the name of staying with the times and in the name of those particular things is, is, is we have leaders that will say obscene stuff at a funeral. Um, so, you know, you know, and, and you know, it could be part of his gift and his calling that, you know, slash comedian to be a comedian. I don't know, but you know, that was just the wrong time, the wrong, the wrong approach, you know, of course, if you will, to, to voice how he feels about the, uh, the, the female species. And so I, I just see, I, I once again, I just keep seeing the decay 
of, of the church, of uh, uh, the, the kingdom of God, different cultures. Hip hop was is a culture that that fathered a, a lot of us in the '90s, um, and so so being being that happened, it, it told it was what clothes to wear, it told us how to act, it gave us a behavior. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I see this this culture invading the church. Um, you know. Uh, and you know, some would say, well, at least he had on a suit. You know, we got some leaders that's wearing uh, sandals and, and and cut off shorts. You know what I'm saying? And 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 you know, you know, short sleeve shirts and showing on their bikes up. So you know, that's preaching the sound word, but their appearance is is changing. So I, I think that you know, the culture in, infiltrating. You know what I'm saying? What we've well, you know, our forefathers has built. You know, and so now I think it's, I think it's a, a lack of wisdom of saying, okay, we'll place this over here and say, and let it be a monument, you know what I'm saying? And we'll grab this and let this be relevant. And so, mm -hmm. but if you have lack of wisdom, you'll take what needs to be, you know, relevant and still authentic and, 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 and bring that in. And then you'll, you'll leave what's, you know, what's not, you know, what's, what's older, what, what God isn't anymore. And you'll make that, you know, and it won't stand, mm -hmm. you know, won't stand in this culture. And that's why I think we're ha what's happening. And, and it's very dangerous today. And so you have now leaders that, you know, want to stay with the times saying that women are sexy at a funeral. This is the thinking now, because, you know, you got older leaders that that want to stay relevant and want to want to stay with the times, and so they'll they'll get edgy. You know, I think that's the whole thing that leaders uh, yeah. leaders feel they have to get edgy in order to to, to minister to those who who who's been and, and rappers. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and, and gospel rappers <laughs> want to be edgy oh. and <clears throat> use certain oh, oh. words and. Oh. Oh, sorry, something in my throat. Oh. <laughs> Records. Jeez, jeez, jeez. No, but it's 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 definitely it's definitely crazy how we have um a culture where they're like, well, the culture says this, but we're not gonna pay attention to what the word of God says. Like that's that's not relevant. What mm. what do you mean? Like that we have we live in grace. We live in grace, right. but Jesus Ooh, himself said I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to fulfill the law. And to fulfill right. the law was to fulfill the prophecy, which was to die and rise from the grave, which is what he did. Um, right. And so people forget like, okay, well, how, and that's what I mean by, that's what we mean by canon versus culture. Like we're not, and some people would say, okay, well, you're talking about culture versus legalism. Yes, I am. There is a balance that is discerned uh, by the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost tells us, okay, this is what the culture says. This is what my word says. This is what I would have you to do, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. understanding the times and knowing what to do. So, uh -huh. you know, if it was me in that position, first of all, you have to be tasteful. That's just, you have to be tasteful. Nine times out of ten, you're getting paid and compensated to minister at this uh, funeral if you didn't mm -hmm. know the family uh, directly. Um, and so if it was me, I'm not going to make a comment one, because I don't disrespect my wife publicly or privately like that. Like, right. it's stupid. Like, and then if he's not married, that's all the more reason for you not to make that type of comment. But, you know, secondly, 
I would say, you know, you, you, uh, the women of this family are very beautiful. Such and such that passed away had a very, uh, you know, respectful demeanor about herself, so on and so forth. And it's not, yeah. that's not a matter of being loose and cultural versus being uptight, as he later says in a video. It's a matter of respect. Like, you mm -hmm. have no respect for this family who lost a loved one or the respect for this family, um, the family's mother. God forbid, you know, the mother's bearing her daughter and you're making a comment about how pretty she was and how sexy her sisters are and stuff like that. Like, come on, man. Right, Where's right. the line at? You mean to tell me the Holy, Holy Ghost? Like, that's not the Holy Ghost. That's not the yeah. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit all. reserves you, protects you, leads you, guides you. And so we're being, you know, a lot of people are being led by the flesh and being led by the culture instead of being led by what uh, the Holy Spirit has them to do. Um, those that are tuning in onto the Future Focus podcast on Facebook, um, the scripture that we have is uh, 2 uh, Corinthians uh, 3, 4. Um, you know, it's basically, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I believe it was 3, 4, wasn't it? Don't blink. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the, 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 the law kills and the spirit gives life and so we're talking about the balance between the two and how the holy spirit gives us that balance we have joe johnson aka untitled in a building today tell us about you, your single you. uh, Never your single that's um that's out that just released all right it's cool cool so yeah uh never stress <clears throat> my latest single um that came honestly from a place of uh, frustration uh, me and my wife, we, we just recently moved into our first rental property. Uh, we purchased a, a duplex in Philly and that was a fight in and of itself. Uh, but you know, when we got here, uh, well, not before, before we got here, you know, I was just, you know, questioning God, like, you know, we're, we're, uh, you know, we're faithful, uh, in our church. Um, you know what I'm saying? We're praying, we're sowing seed, we're tithing. We're faithful in all this. Where is the provision, Lord? Mm. Where, where, where is the provision? You know what I'm saying? And I'm just going through, through my mind, just like, just so much financial frustration, man. Like this, this whole year. Um, so he reminded me of everything that he brought me through from my days at full cell. <laughs> that was probably like the hardest time of my life, man. I experienced, uh, multiple evictions, repossession, uh, lights being cut off, all of those things. And he reminded me, he was like, yo, you're questioning me about my provision, but look at what I just blessed y'all with. He was like, I know it's taking forever. This process is long, but haven't I showed you I'm God? I mean, like y'all didn't have the credit. And he was like, the, the things that this doesn't happen to people with the credit, <laughs> to, to the people that got the credit y'all got. So I was like, wow, God. It's so awesome. So I sat back. Um, I found uh, this beat, man, that was produced by uh, Leaky Beat. Shout out to Warren Leak. He's uh, actually he's a service member. He's in the army, overseas right now, and he's a man of God. Um, so I got the beat from him, and I was in my kitchen, just uh, writing. I listened to the beat, and the tune was just coming to me. You know, why stress? My, he looked down and told me I got next. So I sent up a prayer and my God do the rest. 
And my pastor is teaching on, you know, God is always a God of 72, three days. Jesus being raised in three days. He was telling us that things that, you know, you thought died is going to arise in three days. So I was just standing on that. And that's where that chorus came from. And I just, I just let it go, you know, just, just talking to God, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at my wife and I'm like, I got bills. They be real. You know what I'm saying? Mm. My wife is going crazy, but I tell her, babe, chill. I, I think life would be better if I just had a meal. Then I step back and I, I say to myself, you know what? I'm tripping. God be blessing. I took some L's, but learned a lesson from all the L's that I took. Um, and that's where, you know, that song came from. And I got my homie that lives out here, um, to do the second verse okay. and we, we collaborated and it went, you know, when I sat back, it was just me, you know, confessing my stresses to, to God, mm-hmm. just letting him know, you know, this is how I feel. I believe uh, I'm all for transparency. When I, I go talk to God, like God, I'm frustrated. And he talked back and like, yo, I know you're frustrated, but look at what I've done. So that's where never stress came from. That's a place of frustration, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. So we're we're definitely thankful uh, for having you here, man. Sharing your story. Uh, Appreciate you having me. Perspective. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Um, you are always yeah. family. You are now part of the big fam at Future Focus. Uh, yes, sir. Definitely like to get you right. back on the show. Uh, those that are yes. tuning in, uh, that tuned in possibly a little late, you can check out Future Focus podcast at anchor.fm slash Future Focus. Also, go check out Untitled. That's U-N-T-D-L-D. Check out his new single, Never Stress. This is your boy, Crown One, and we're going to be signing off here shortly. Crown One, uh, don't blink. Go ahead and tell them who you, uh, how they can find you, and then we'll let Untitled close us out. You can find me on Facebook uh, under Reginald D. Lewis. You can find me on Instagram at uh, Pastor Reggie Lewis. Um, and I forgot my Twitter handle, but you can find me <laughs> on various places. <laughs> you know, um, I'm working on that, uh, being more, you know, touchable, approachable as well. Um, I have a church, Pure House Ministries, uh, set in, inside the Faith Place, which is 790 Eastern, Akron, Ohio, um, 443. Uh, 07, I believe, uh, inside the Faith Place, and we fellowship on Saturdays uh, from uh, um, 11.30 to until, you know, until all the Holy Spirit said we can leave, so, you know, God is moving in a very powerful way. Uh, I thank God that uh, through all of this, I'm able to you, you be connected to authentic individuals, and, and so I, I deem um, Joe Johnson that, that of that, and so it's important. I, I, you know, I register that more important than just uh, a, a big name to bring uh, traffic to what we're trying to do. You know, I'd rather have authenticity more than anything. Amen. So, Amen. you know. I'm to close us out, brother. With a word of prayer or just... Tell the people how they can find you, you know, you can, and uh, uh, where they can get your record. All right, cool. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram uh, and Twitter. Underscore untitled. That's U N T D L D. Um, I tell everybody. Everybody asks me how did I get that name. Untitled is pretty much just untitled without the vowels because I can't be bought. Um, uh, I am working on a, an album uh, that won't be released until next year. Uh, okay. I mean, it's done, but there's some back end things that I need to get away from. 
distribution wise, so that so that could release it, you know, under my own own terms. Uh, but yeah, I have an album coming out. The 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 single is everywhere. You can look up my previous music on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. U N T D L D. Just be on the lookout, man. Um, there are good things in store. Uh, if anybody is in or around the Philadelphia area, you can uh, come worship with us Thursdays at 8 p.m. And Sundays, we start at 11, uh, 7766 Wayne Avenue. That's Liberty Temple, Philly West uh, in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. Uh, you can check us out there if you live in or around Philadelphia. Ever in the city, come through. Uh, we're always welcoming everybody. Amen, amen. Thank you, all Untitled. Right. Appreciate you all having yes, me, man. Like, look Untitled forward to the also, next one. Yes, sir. And um, Untitled is a part of uh, Future Focus, um, as well as the Untamed Disciples mixtape, which comes out on November 9th. So be sure to uh, save the date. November 9th, the Untamed Disciples mixtape drops yeah. featuring Untitled. We got a record with him on there. Um, new things coming to you. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Post.